Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for Human Conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to the Human Conversation. I do love that name. I really do (laughs) because that's exactly what we have here on this podcast. We have Human Conversations. I have a wonderful lady with me. I've known this lady, I would say, a couple of years now. Actually, very early on in my journey, we had one of these virtual cuppers on Zoom and I just got to know her and we just stayed in touch ever since and built a wonderful connection. So I have the founder of it starts with you what a fabulous name (laughs) and it is sam adams so sam welcome hi jules great to see you great to see you too i think we've known each other i think it's about three years you know do you know it might be this time just is flying it's going far too quick really isn't it that's the fact but i think what's nice about our relationship is we've just kind of always stayed in touch and then we've had these odd uh, zoom calls to catch up and then obviously you were in spain for a while now you're back in the uk and then even more recently we went to tedx together that was good that was a good day wasn't it wasn't it, was, it? what a great day that was it was wonderful i came along to your keynote yes you did a yes. keynote speak at uh, i forget the platform number i can't remember the name of the event but it was the grow grow 19 conference yeah. yeah, so you did come to that too to support me, which is so appreciated. So I love you very much for all your support. No, you were literally like 20 minutes down the road. There was no way I wasn't going to come. And it was oh. and it was amazing to see you anyway, to see you speak. And, you know, it was just, just a really great event. And TEDx was exactly the same. That was a bit more chilled, obviously, because you weren't speaking. But that was just, yeah, it was just so nice. And just like you talk about human connection, but I, you know, it's great that we can do this Zoom stuff and we have all of this technology, but you cannot be meeting up face-to-face with someone, I don't think. I couldn't agree more. And I think what, te- I mean, I want to still carry on talking about TEDx because this is a human conversation. It doesn't have to be in any order, does it? No, no, exactly. TEDx is nice because obviously my TEDx talk was at Brighton in 2018. When I went with you then just before Christmas, as you say, I was in the audience. So how how wonderful was that, that I could just relax and watch? And And it does totally change your life going to TEDx, doesn't it, Sam? Just being... You know, you know, as you know, the listeners won't know, but I, TEDx is on my goal list to do a TEDx. I live from, in Brighton. I want to do Brighton TEDx, but actually, I always want to do it. But going and experiencing the day absolutely level it up the game for me. It's just like I absolutely have to do this. You know, the energy and the people that we met, and luckily because we were both in the VIP bit, we got to meet some of the speakers. And that was just amazing. Yeah, I won't forget that day for, I'm not sure I'll ever forget it, but certainly for a very long time, there's so much energy and yeah, it was just so awesome to be at. Really, really was a great day. It was, and it was lovely to share it with you, to be honest. We did, we did. 
So um, let's talk about Sam, because obviously our listeners, they don't know anything about Sam Adams. Yeah. Um, so, and, and what I usually do in my conversations, because I'm a little bit nosy, but also I like, I think it's a journey. It's quite nice to find out actually where you started. So yeah. if you just gave us a little bit about where you started, and then we can come up to today when we talk about what you're doing now. That would be very cool. So tell us, where did you start, Sam? <laughs> well, I mean, I've been in business my 20th year, so I started in the year 2000. So wow. around that time, so like 20 years now, I've worked for myself. Started off, first business I ever did was network marketing, which was really good for me. Um, I built a successful little business through that, and I did really well. Went on a couple of really nice trips, but it really got me into personal development. I'd, I'd kind of discovered it a little bit before, but it really exploded all of that. Have you ever done any network marketing or anything like that? Um, I don't suppose I have my truly madly baby business in some ways. It was party planned. So yeah. it was that kind of process of growing a community, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of network marketing business, um, there is a hell of a lot of personal development in, chucked in with it. So I kind of just opened my eyes to that world. And then I, because I had a team, I then had to train the team and lead the team and then I ended up speaking and then speaking at a big conference. And I got really excited about speaking at an event. So that was kind of the start of my journey. But then I brought into that the little side hustle of doing up properties. And I really love property. I love doing things up and um, seeing it all crappy and horrible and then turning it into something shiny and new and looking amazing and thinking, wow, I did that. Do you know what I mean? I loved that whole experience. So that became my main driver and my main business. And I stepped away from... Uh, network marketing uh, and so then yeah so I've been in property for 20 years so I was flipping flipping and renovating did a couple of other property strategies like lease options and then uh, due to sort of tragic circumstances my sister's partner died and I ended up buying my first buy to let um, property for my sister to live in with her she had a little baby at the time four month old baby um, so then I started to build my property portfolio uh, which, like I say, was 2005. So then I kind of changed tack. I, I set up a little cleaning business because my sister needed a job because she was suddenly a single parent. So it kind of changed everything around property and I just focused on, you know, building my portfolio, really. Um, once I'd been in property for a while, I then got into sort of a little bit of mentoring and coaching around property strategies. And I, I kind of, I enjoyed it because uh, I like dealing with people. But the biggest part of that is the personal development stuff that I really, really love. Mm. Um, and that comes from way back at the beginning of my journey, really. And then I ended up spending a lot of time in Spain. As you know, I've got a couple of houses there. And, but I was trying to do some remote coaching in that. But I, I struggled with that, really. I, and I wanted to do more speaking as well. And obviously being in a different country, that's kind of challenging. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think, you know, listening to your journey, a lot of a lot of things seem to happen because other things happen. Yeah. Um, don't you find that's really interesting in our journeys? Because I'm exactly the same. I guess some of the things I went through weren't things I would have necessarily planned, but when mm -hmm. something else happened here, it led to me then doing this, you know, or doing that. So it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? A to B in a straight line, is it? Like, you know, obviously when... Um, so like in 2000, 
uh, five, my sister came back to live in uh, the UK with her little baby, as I said, and her partner. And the plan was that he was going to help me renovate and flip and do stuff like that. So my plan wasn't to build a buy-to-let portfolio at all, but because of circumstances and what happened and my sister needed a home, and I didn't have a business partner, because obviously Tony passed away, um, yeah, I just went down the tack of building a buy-to-let portfolio and set up a cleaning business. <laughs> but again, you know, all of those skills you've learned, Sam, because you did that, you know, that's what I always think about. I guess sitting here, it's easy for us to say that because yeah. it's easy to say, oh, yeah, well, if I hadn't have done this, I couldn't do this. But at the time, I guess we're thinking, oh, my goodness, yeah. what do I do next? Or, oh, well, I'm just going to have to do this. Sometimes yeah. it's a case of survival even, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. I, had, I had Sam, he was four years old I was a single mom unemployed and bankrupt so it's a bit like oh what do I do next you know so it just just shows how much resilience and how much um one thing I will say around with entrepreneurs and business people is and I, I do a little talk about resilience and one of the biggest parts about being resilient is being flexible and adaptable yeah. Because if you can't do that, you're just gonna you you can't bend and you'll break. Instead, you'll just snap and it will just break. So you have to learn to to be you know to be flexible, which you, you obviously you were when you know yours predicament and I was. I had to adapt to yeah. the situation. And if you can't, if you're rigid in your thinking and you, and your processes, you it, it will break at some point. That's one of the things that I believe anyway. I think it's a really good analogy for people to consider because mm. you know it it's, it it describes it so well. It's so yeah. true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is hard to be flexible. Of course, it is. We feel disappointed. We feel lost. We feel scared. You know, there's so many emotions that happen. But it is about embracing those, I think, and and saying, Do you know what, I'm just going to try and be a bit brave here. Sometimes yeah. I know that's how I felt. No, absolutely. And I think once you've done that a few times, because, you know, like you, I've had, you know, many challenges. I think when you're in business or just life, it, it throws stuff at you. So you're going to get many opportunities to be tested and learn to be flexible and adaptable. Because I, I honestly think if you want to be successful, you know, resilience is a key, key part of all of that. And you have to learn to kind of roll with the punches. And, and it's very difficult sometimes when something comes at you and something happens and you, you're upset about it, you're hurt by it, you, you feel cheated, you feel lost, you feel, you know, deceived or whatever, to then take that and think, okay, well, I'm going to go and do this instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just do that, can you? Like, oh. No, yeah, I'll just leave that here because it was really <laughs> devastating. And I'm going to go and do this now. <laughs> There's that, that in between, isn't there? Yeah. To that. yeah. The more of the situations you have like that, hopefully you build more resilience and then you understand that actually you know you've got to turn this around quickly like yesterday I was due to do a podcast interview with a lady called Heather Monaghan she's a best-selling author from America very well known in America she's um and she was supposed to uh we were supposed to do it at five o'clock and 4 30 she said she messaged me saying I'm really sorry I've got an issue with my son I can't do it and I was really excited to have her on the podcast because, you know, she's probably the highest profile person I've managed to bag into my podcast. And it probably took me about five minutes because I was really upset. Um, and I know it's this it's first world problem at the end of the day. You know, it's a podcast, yeah. it's whatever. But, you know, um, but actually five minutes later, I'm like, no, right, okay. You know, she hasn't said no, we can't reschedule. She hasn't, do you know what I mean? And as it turns out, my dog was sick and I needed to go to the vet. So it meant that I could go and do that. So there is, 
Um, one of my mentors says, says that for every downside, there's an upside. I know that's quite hard sometimes to take on board, but actually, if you can, if you can be flexible, if you can be adaptable, if you can, you know, think outside the box, then you can find in a lot of situations that actually that there is a there's a positive and there may be a better outcome. You know. Yeah. Uh, and as it turns out, she's rescheduled for Friday, and I'm super happy about that. Fantastic. And you know what? It, <laughs> it will be an even better interview than it would have been yesterday. Sure. You know that, don't you? You mentioned now, you see. Yeah, you know that. So, look, you've you've obviously left us at the moment in terms of that you're in property. I mm. know that, obviously, that's changed. You've moved yeah. to something else, which is one of your real passions. So, how did that transition happen? Tell us a bit more about the journey. From property to coaching and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came from the property stuff because obviously I used to um, do a little bit of mentoring and coaching around that, which I enjoyed, but I like the personal development stuff. And then I was trying to do some remotely in Spain. But my real passion has always been sort of just inspiring people and helping people grow and go after whatever it is that they want. And and that is absolutely <laughs> my passion. You know, if someone met, I had two messages from people yesterday just thanking me for inspiring them, helping them. And I can't tell you how much that benefits me. They have a benefit, but I, it boosts me and it makes me feel amazing. And I think last year, and probably actually the year before, I was really realizing that this is my true love, my true passion, and I really need to just go for it and do what I love. I know that I can help people. I know that I can inspire people. So I just need to just go go with it, and which is what I've finally decided to do. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's been lovely watching your journey because, of course, I keep saying journey. It's all a journey, actually. Yeah. But this this new venture and new business journey that you've been yeah. on has yeah. been lovely to watch because I have just seen it evolve and become... We had conversations about that, didn't we, in the... Like, if it's two or three years ago, whenever it was, but I remember having that conversation with you and yeah. kind of knowing where I wanted to go, but finding it hard to kind of go there. Whereas now I'm just like, I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but that's what happens when you finally get to that place where you just know what you're doing is, is yeah. the right thing. And sometimes it takes yeah. a little while to find that. When I started my business, it was called Compassio Coaching. Okay. Okay. Some of, the, some of you guys listening might remember this, um, and it was just my first uh, starting point. I wanted to be a coach. Yeah. I was going to coach everything and anything, Sam, because I could, you know. Everyone. Uh, everyone, anything. <laughs> throw it at me. I can help you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and compassio meant empathy in Latin. Oh, okay. So it all felt really lovely, and it felt right, but... Actually, I was still no closer to realising what I actually really wanted to do. Yeah. And then a conversation with my old Yellow Pages boss yeah. said, um, basically, he said, it's great you're going to be a coach, but what are you going to coach? I said the same answer I've just said to you. And he said, why aren't you coaching sales? Yeah. And it was just this really obvious thing to him that that should be what yeah. I did. And I was thinking, why would I want to do that when I've been doing sales for 30 years? You know, it's like... You're mad. And yeah. I came off the phone and realized I had this massive light bulb moment. I thought, actually, yeah. I love sales. It's my world and I know it. You know and it and you love it. And exactly. it shines through that you love it. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's the feeling that you've just described where you just realize and you think, this is what I love. When someone says, you've changed my life or I've, I've just got my first sale because of the things you helped me with, it's like, oh. It feels so good, doesn't it? 
yeah it's but, amazing um, uh, I'm very luck, fortunate enough to know um, Les Brown, the motivational speaker. And he said to me once, I'm lucky he's a bit of a mentor to me. And he said to me once, look, you know, just do what you love because you'll be super passionate about it. And you'll be so good at it because you're passionate about it. Eventually people will pay you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the whole paying you to do stuff thing that some people get a bit hung up on and feel it's a bit dirty when you start talking about money. You know, I always bring it back to, as you do, value, you know, and it's actually about value and the value you provide. So tell us a little bit about your business. The um, the brand. Yes, the brand. brand. One of my other mentors said the brand of Sam is what he oh, said. Oh, I love it. I love this because I think this is a great brand. What is it called? Tell us about it. It starts with you. It starts with you. So that's kind of like the overriding business, um, which I still need to register, <laughs> by the way. But that's what it will be called. And I've, off of that comes sort of three things, speaking, coaching, and the podcast. Um, and that's the three sort of underlying elements in that business. So that's the brand of Sam now. Uh, and the reason I called it that was because I'm a firm believer about in us all taking responsibility for where we're at and our lives. Now, I know some people struggle with that because they think, well, this person did that to me. This happened to me. That happened to me. But if we can get to a place um, of taking responsibility for where we are and that everything does start with us, then we empower ourselves and we have control over our life. The minute you start blaming and pointing the finger, you lose control and you disempower yourself. Yeah. So the whole thing about it starts with you is to, is, is that to know that that's a good thing, that it is a good thing that it starts with us. It's a good thing that we can, we live in the Western world and we have um, so much choice available to us, an opportunity. It's just down to us to pull the trigger, to make that decision and to make that choice. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of my thinking and thought process behind it all, really. It does make sense. I think, you know, for me, it starts with you is, is absolutely the starting point. Mm. Funnily enough, when you look at live it, love it, sell it, the live mm. it part is all about sales mindset. Well, right. who's in charge of mindset? Well, yeah. you are. So exactly. it's exactly the same principles. I think if we get the you bit right, and that's kind of like ownership and, and confidence and, yeah. Yeah, Ownership's a big thing, I think. You know, the blame, the whole blame thing. Yeah, absolutely. Brené Brown um, talks beautifully about blame. She's got a couple of really neat little short videos. Um, If anyone follows her. And they're fun and she's funny, but actually she makes such really great points about blame and and that it's just actually so pointless. It's quite a human thing that we do, isn't it? Or when we blame someone else for something that's gone wrong, you know. But yeah, yeah, I'm loving this. It starts with you. This is super, super stuff. Um, so I kind of understand um, that you've got these three kind of threads, if you like, that come off that umbrella brand. Loving that. I love threes, as you know. I know. <laughs> the speaking stuff kind of goes without saying. I mean, you are a great speaker. You know you're going to get this TEDx. It's going to be awesome. So this is, this is just 2020. This is going to happen. Really making it happen. It's <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. Um, I think, obviously, the podcast. Talk us a little bit through the podcast because that yeah. would be quite good to know how that's going to kind of link into that brand, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I just sort of you know, got 
got back into things with like, I need to speak more and I need to coach because I love coaching. Um, but uh, again, a mentor of mine was talking about podcasting and saying how valuable it would be. And it's a great tool to gain visibility um, and to, you know, for, for people to find me and, and obviously hear insight from other people. And I, actually a friend of mine, I went to dinner about a year ago with a friend of mine, Karen, and she said to me then, you need to do a podcast. You know, you've got a good voice. You, you know, I'm sure you can get loads of great guests on. And I was like, oh, God, no, everyone's doing a podcast. Yeah. I completely dismissed it. Um, and then obviously I've got a new mentor and, and he said to me, oh, you need to get a podcast. And I started to think about it. And I spoke to a couple of people who've got good podcasts. And I know that you've got podcasts, obviously. Um, and I sort of thought, well, maybe, actually, maybe it's a good tool. I do like to talk. <laughs> so <laughs> talk more. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That would be a really good thing. Uh, and I know a few people, amazing people, yourself being one, and I know that you've, you've, um, you're going to honour me and, and uh, be on my podcast, which will be amazing. So I thought, yeah, I think I'd probably get some good guests as well. Um, so I really just thought, actually, let me just give it a go. And I think one of the biggest issues I had with the podcast was how consistent I could be because I wasn't feeling the love to begin with. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to have to do one every week and yeah. fine. And, and do you know what I mean? I just thought, I just, I don't know if I can be consistent. But then um, Rob said to me, well, just, you know, yeah, be consistent. But it doesn't mean you have to do one, one a week. Commit to one a month or one every other week or whatever feels right. But just be consistent. But you don't have to be consistent as in two or three a week or whatever. No, um, I, thought, I mean, oh, maybe I can commit to one a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and what I tend to do is um, I just publish them when I can. So right. I'm not under that pressure, but yeah. I'm probably publishing on average two a month. Okay? Right. That, that's quite a nice sort yeah. of level to be at. Because if you leave it too long, of course, sometimes your followers don't, you know, they, they go off, wander off, and maybe they'll go somewhere else because yeah. podcasting is huge now. And, and I think what I think my, my take on podcasting is quite interesting because I never did it in terms of thinking it was a monetary stream or, you know, a way to make money um, mm. or even be top of the charts. I kind of did it because a bit like you, love talking. Um, but also I, I just thought, actually, this is a really cool way of people to get to know who I am. Yeah, yeah. And when you think about the fact that you are going to be speaking, you're a coach, yeah. um, podcasting, I think, the way I see it, is it's a massive way for you to show us who your, what your personality is. Yeah. Your UHP, Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> proposition. Oh, yes. Look how I get all these bits. I knew you'd get that in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And I think, you know, if you can't see someone visually, when you hear them, you still get that lovely feel as to yeah. what they're like, you know. Absolutely. It's such a great tool. I have to say, now that I've got going with it, I'm really excited about it. Good, good. You keep doing it. But now I'm like, absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah, you keep doing it. I think it's great. So look, just to kind of round up then, obviously the coaching, mm. tell us a little bit about how you work with people, what you help them with. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, I mean, my I'm not one of those coaches that's sort of done years and years of training and is going to rock up with a generic form and questionnaire. That, that, that's not me. And I always say to people, if that's the kind of coach that you want, then I'm not the coach for you. Um, you know, I've done a bit of NLP, but I don't really use it with my coaching. My coaching style is, um, it's kind of real coaching. And that's not my words. I'm using the words of my mentor. And it's sort of, um, I use sort of the, the 
the lessons I've learned from the experiences I've had through life, through 52 years on the planet and 20 years in business and all of those adversities and life experiences. Um, yes, yeah, I just use all the tools that I've developed over the years to help me deal with that and things in business. And I use all of that in my coaching. It's kind of a little bit, um, I would say it's no BS kind of coaching, but it doesn't mean I'm not emp empathic um, or sympathetic at times, but I will push you because that's my job. I feel like, you know, you're not hiring me to give you a pat on the back and a cuddle. Yeah. I can do that, sure. <laughs> but at the end of the day, most people don't want a coach or a mentor to do that. They want someone, at times they'll need that. You know, I had a client tonight and they needed a little bit of support, but equally, I'm there to get you a result. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what it. That's what it's all about. That's what people want, isn't it? And they, they yeah. want. They're probably stuck, frustrated. They're not getting what they want right now. They're not getting the results they want. They're not where they want to be. So most of my clients are small business owners, um, generally, uh, sort of people that may have a business and then sort of got like one client I've got at the moment. He's got a business, but he's got sort of eleven self-employed uh, people that work directly to him. I've got another lady's got a similar business. She's got 10. So, and it's her main sort of business. So those kind of people, a couple of PTs, um, which I, I've drawn sports people to me, which I don't mind because I love sport. Yeah. Um, so that kind of thing really. But somebody called me a life coach the other day and I was a bit like, Oh, I don't like that. I'm not a life coach. And then I thought about it a little bit. And I thought, well, I guess there's many prongs to a life coach, isn't it? Cause like I'd help people. Cause my thing is there's no, uh, business development without personal development you've got to grow yourself in order to grow your business yeah. so it's a two-pronged attack really that we have yeah. um, and I think any kind of coaching relationship coaching business coaching um, personal coaching whatever it's all life isn't it yeah I, I think so. about it, I thought well, yeah, I suppose it, it, you know and I do very much say to my clients look this is we have to look at you from a personal development point of view and what's going on emotionally, physically, financially, and business. It's four areas of attack from a two-pronged um, parallel sort of approach. And because everything crosses over, everything filters into your emotional life, your personal life crosses over into your business life. And therefore, I guess, yeah, it is kind of like life coaching in a way, but yeah. that's not how I'd term myself. No, of course. But I think, um, you know, if, what would your typical client be coming to you for? You know, what's that kind of story that they would have? Yeah, I mean, typically they do, they want to grow their business. They want to get a result. Um, a lot, I think, are stuck. They're, they're literally, their income's stuck. They're struggling to grow and probably juggling too many balls and therefore in a position of overwhelm and a, a bit, bit disorganised. Mm. Um, and that you know what well, that's like when you're like that you're just not focused you don't you don't make good decisions you don't do good quality work mm. um, so they want to they want to grow but of course they're completely stuck and frustrated because they're juggling all these balls and there's no way they can take on another ball and grow the business and you know so that that's typically I think people that come to me um, are in that sort of from a business point of view they're in that position so they want to get unstuck they want to be able to take on more to, in order to grow and get better results but what I've found with pretty much everyone is there's always this personal stuff going on. Yeah. Because like I say, the two just, it all filters over. Yeah, I agree. I think it's so true. And it's exactly the same in many cases with my clients, even though we're yeah. focusing on sales, as I okay. said earlier. Yeah. You know, it'll be um, some fear 
you know, that's driving them not being able to move forward with their sales yeah. strategies. And it's just very interesting because I've always said life skills are sales skills. Life skills are business yeah. skills, really. You know, they, they all, you're right, they all intertwine together, don't they? And so if I wanted to work with you, do I do um, so many sessions? Or, you know, how do you work with your clients, Sam? Well, how I what I do is I work in quite a simple way now. I sort of changed it and evolved as these things do, and it's literally the minimum I work with someone for is is two months because I just think any less than that, it's we're just not really going to get a lot done. Um, I used to sort of do I will do a one day intensive session, um, but I always like there has to be some follow up with that. There has to be some support off the back of that. Really, yeah. typically two months is um, the shortest period of time. And then you can go on to do a six-month or a 12-month um, longer-term uh, plan, program, package, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, And anyone that starts with me, we always start off with an initial one-to-one. And that can be anything from two hours to four or five hours. It just depends on each client. Um, yeah. The last one I did, uh, which was last, week before last, that was three hours. Mm. Um, but it just depends where someone's at. And, you know, and then we have... And I tailor it to each client. I don't say, right, if you, you have a two-month package or an eight-week package, whatever you want to call it, you're going to get four one-to-ones for that. You know, someone might need six. Someone yeah. might only need two, and they're happy with Skype or they're better on WhatsApp. I, I don't care. You've got me for eight weeks. If you come in for a two-month package, you've got me for eight weeks. If you want to do four one-to-ones and that and three Skypes, it doesn't matter. I just It's what you need. Yeah. Um, the price is the price. And you have me for that time. Do you know what I mean? If you call me and I don't answer, I'll always call you back. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of like how I do it. It's, it's no, I know a lot of coaches work very differently and they like to keep much tighter parameters around it. Like you're going to get four sessions. You, you know, I don't answer WhatsApp after eight o'clock at night. I don't, I'm not like, if I'm around, I'm going to do it because I love what I do and I want to give, I want to over deliver. I want to give value. I, I don't make any bones about that with my clients. I say, look, I wanted to have a good experience. Not you know because that's going to benefit you and that will have a ripple effect to other people in your life, which is my whole mission at the end of the day. And then you'll go and tell your friends about me anyway, and then I'll be able to help even more people. No, exactly. I absolutely do. So I don't. I, it doesn't bother me. You know. Yeah. I was gonna say I love that approach because I think you know, and I, I'm the same with my clients. You know, I I really look at actually what they really need, um, mm. you know, and often they'll bolt on extra extra sessions and, and take it on even further but that's their choice then you know yeah and, and I just think that that's a really nice way to work you don't feel like you're putting anyone under pressure you're not having sessions for the sake of it because yeah. the other thing that might happen is actually you don't really need any more sessions because they need to go away and do some stuff you know absolutely and I think sometimes like you know what I've found in the past is that actually somebody could start off and think, well, you know, I'm probably only going to need a couple of one-to-ones. And then something happens in life, in business, and, uh, you know, they might have an issue and they think, actually, no, I could really do with a sort of hour of your time or just a half an hour for a coffee and chat. Uh, am I going to say no? No, I'm not. You know, you don't know what life's going to bring up or going to chuck up at you. So how can you – so that's why I do it like I do. Um, I hope that I'll always do it like that. Will it change at some point? I, I don't know. Maybe if my time becomes a bit more pressurized. But I want to give – as much as I possibly can uh, when it's needed at, at the time it's needed rather than no, we're having one every other week for four weeks or do you know, or, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it doesn't like that. You know, if it was, we'd all be wealthy, successful and where we want to be. Yeah. But hey, like, we're talking <laughs> about 
being flexible and adaptable. You want to get from A to B. It's no straight line, and it's this, you know, you know what I mean. It's that same kind of thinking around how I coach and what I put together. Yeah, brilliant. If you book up for two months, I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes complete sense, Sam. So, look, I guess like my my final question, because sadly we have kind of come to the end of our time together. I always feel quite sad, really, because I know. <laughs> I know I could speak to people for hours. I'm Me not too. sure our listeners would want to sit and listen <laughs> for hours. <laughs> I recorded a podcast this morning, and and uh, we probably could have talked for about three hours. <laughs> it's just like you get to it's like it's been about forty minutes. I think we've had yeah. thirty yeah. minutes, and it's like that's it. that's it. Like they've finished their drive to work, they cannot listen to this podcast any longer, and we're still there. <laughs> Um, but look um, last words of wisdom have you got anything you want to kind of leave the audience with that will make them remember Sam but equally connects to the sort of work you're trying to do well I think it's just around it all starts with you you know that's what I want to leave people with that trying to encourage people to to remember that phrase and embrace it that it is a good thing that it starts with you because if you can remember that in times of struggle or when things, when curveballs come at you, adversities or challenges, remember it all starts with you. You have a choice in your attitude. You have a choice in your decisions and your choices and which direction you take. And remember that, that we're not, you know, time, we're not getting any more of it. Every second that goes by is a second you're not getting back. Yeah. so make good use of your time as well yeah i love that sam that's that's such a great thing to leave the audience with isn't it and they have a choice whether they take our advice on it don't they have a choice exactly and um, so look i'll make sure that obviously all your links go in the bottom yeah, please do. thank you so that everybody knows how to connect with you have you got a favorite place where you definitely like people to connect with you well i love instagram so it's just Sam Adams Coach. I'm the same on it, uh, LinkedIn, Sam Adams, Co- Sam Adams Coach. And, yeah, on Facebook, just, just put in Sam Adams, you'll find me. But there is, uh, I've just got a page now for It Starts With You, and there is an It Starts With You uh, group as well. So you yes. can get some free coaching in there. So come to that yes. one. Yes. You have to join the Facebook group. It Starts With You. And then starts- Facebook page which is, um, it starts with you, Facebook page is really pretty much predominantly around the podcast and talking about guests coming up and, and what's going to be happening. Great. So yeah. I love it. I love what you've done. I love how it's all evolving. It feels really good. It's definitely coming together. And I feel like I'm really excited about 2020. I'm hoping that my ticket TEDx 2020 is to watch <laughs> Sam Adams. <laughs> Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. I will make it happen. I you will. will, definitely. Thank you for joining us. Lovely to chat to you as always. Um, and thank you, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed our warblings, uh, <laughs> Sam and I, about the fact that actually it starts with you. And it's such a great title. It's such a great brand. Um, and it's true. It's a true story. So. Yeah. Go away and be inspired, everyone. Make your choices because you have them. And tune in to us. You choose to tune in to us <laughs> next time uh, to listen to The Human Conversation. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. And now we're also on Stitcher. So please like, subscribe, follow, comment, 
Thank you for your support and listening. We will see you next time on The Human Conversation. Ta-da for now. You've just been listening to The Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website, www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.